This is Wisconsin Water News, a production of the University of Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. I'm your host, Marie Zwickoff. Today's episode is, New Project Tests Seeded Territories for PFAS at Request of Tribes. When Jonathan Gilbert, Director of Biological Services with the Great Lakes Indian Fish and Wildlife Commission, received a report about levels of PFAS, which are per and polyfluoral alkyl substances, in wolves taken during the 2021 hunting season in Wisconsin, he was flummoxed. The scientific report contained terms and measurements that he, even as a biologist, didn't understand. Gilbert's quest for answers led to a larger project that is testing maple syrup, walleyes, and lake water for PFAS in areas of the Midwest where Ojibwe tribal members harvest food. During the wolf season, hunters volunteered their wolf remains to Glyphwick for PFAS testing. Gilbert said about 40% of the wolves had detectable levels of these chemicals. He was given Gavin Dennert's name as someone who could help answer his questions about the PFAS report. Dennert, an emerging contaminant scientist, specializes in PFAS. Dennert works for Wisconsin Sea Grant, a sister agency to the University of Wisconsin Water Resources Institute, or WRI. According to Gilbert, and so I called him up and we had a nice conversation and he explained all, you know, all the things that all the questions I had that educated me quite a bit on this. Gilbert needed to present the wolf data to the Voigt Intertribal Task Force, a group composed of 10 of the 11 Ojibwe tribes that harvest from ceded territories in parts of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. The task force ensures safe harvest limits and is advised by Glyphwick. Gilbert invited Dennert to attend the meeting. Dennert described the experience. We spent probably... I don't know, two to three hours just listening to questions they had, concerns they had, their big questions that they were really hoping to answer. Those questions involved PFAS levels in fish, wild rice, and maple syrup, and other things tribal members harvest on a regular basis. Gavin kept saying, well, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. (laughs) But what was really nice was he then took what he heard from the task force, and he wrote up this grant proposal to test the waters in rice lakes and in walleye lakes and to test the sap of maple trees. That's exactly what the tribes were telling him they were really concerned about. The three-year tribally-driven project called Quantifying PFAS Bioaccumulation and Health Impacts on Economically Important Plants and Animals Associated with Aquatic Ecosystems in Ceded Territories was recently funded by the U.S. Geological Survey's Water Resources Research Act program, the same program through which WRI is funded. The project has three goals. One is to assess aquatic environments for PFAS contamination in the ceded territories. Two is to determine the accumulation of PFAS in different plants and animals. And three is to understand the health impacts from PFAS exposure. In addition to Dennert and Gilbert, the project involves Emily Cornelius Ruse with the University of Chicago, Sean Strom with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, and Christine Custer and Robert Flynn with the USGS. Dennert said that part one of the project will explore lakes where there's high harvests of walleye and other fish species and wild rice in ceded territories. 
Researchers will look for the presence of PFAS and determine the levels. Part 2 involves understanding the bioaccumulation of PFAS in harvestable goods. Dennert explained. If we know that it's in the water source where these walleye or wild rice are living and growing in, we want to be able to have some sort of correlation between how much PFAS is in the lake water and then how much PFAS is then getting into our fish, getting into our wild rice. Gilbert stressed that they don't know how much PFAS moves from the water into fish and plants. They will also test vats of maple sap harvested by tribal members. Part 3 will look at the impacts on organisms that live in the aquatic environments, focusing on tree swallows. This part, led by Ruse, will explore how PFAS can impact the immune function of tree swallows in different life stages, from nestlings to adults. The swallows are considered an indicator species for contaminated water because they feed near their nesting area almost solely on aquatic insects. Researchers will take blood samples from the birds and look at white blood cell count and antibodies. Part 1 will begin this spring with sampling of maple sap and lake water in 25 lakes. Dennert is looking forward to the project. It's not just focusing on science for science. There's that true actionable side to it. We chose the plants and animals, particularly due to the fact that they were highly harvested by these tribes. If you're finding, you know, these high concentrations of PFAS and these types of harvestable goods, they are going to obviously disproportionately impact them because they are relying on it so much more for their, you know, sustainability and food consumption. Sometimes some of this work, you, you know, people might look at different plants and animals that don't really have that cultural tie or actual sustainability connection. So that, to me, has always been like why we, we got so excited about this project. That's it for this episode of Wisconsin Water News, just one of the ways that Wisconsin Sea Grant promotes the sustainable use of Great Lakes resources through research, education, and outreach. Listen and subscribe to us through iTunes and Google Play or at seagrant.wisc.edu. Thank you to Jonathan Gilbert and Gavin Dennert, and thank you for listening.